Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Cancel the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call now, 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101. This is the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Uh, today's show is going to be kind of fun because of our guest. Who's our guest? Well, he's a good friend of ours uh, for many years here in Marin County. Dave Albee was working with the Marin Independent Journal as a longtime columnist, covered all the big stories uh, from the 49ers of the 1980s to... Uh, more recently, the Giants. But uh, Dave has made the transition, as as I have in some respects, out of the media on a full-time basis and into another area. And he's going to talk about that. But he's also from New England, so we want to talk about the, the Boston Red Sox because he grew up with that team. And what a what a joy it's been to see maybe, them uh, maybe so Maybe the old Boston Patriots, too. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. never know. Maybe I, that's been quite a story, too, the last – I mean, shh. God, a lot of people are saying they're going to win it all again this year with Tom Brady and, and Belichick. Why not? Why not? Yeah. All right. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question where we're going to be giving away vacations to the first email with the correct answer. Those vacations are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Lighthouse Resort and Marina. And those vacations are free. Their only request is a $100 cleaning fee to cover the housekeeping expenses. Check them out at lighthouseresortandmarina.com. And uh, today's special, uh, or excuse me, today's trivia contest is going to just be uh, miscellaneous sports questions. Sounds right? good to me. And don't forget to check on, on the or click on the box paintball tickets on Sports Econ One Hundred and One. I gotta try that sometime. Yeah, I tell you, yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, the if you click on it, I believe the uh, it's like eighty five percent off. Wow! I mean, it's really really inexpensive. Eighty five percent off, off on the, on of, the, uh, of the retail. Oh, yeah, so great. it's really really expensive. Okay. And um, I think their only catch is that you got to buy the actual paintballs at the venues but it's venues all around the country and they're, it's pretty inexpensive the it's ammunition that doesn't hurt you um it can sting a little bit <laughs> it depends on how how far it's pumped up okay all right this segment of sports econ 101 is sponsored by pacific private money providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over eight percent secured by bay area real estate it doesn't get any more conservative than that check them out at pacificprivatemoney.com don't touch that dial you're listening to sports econ 101 we'll be right back with our guest dave albee
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll-free, 1-800-428-1570, 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570, the Health Alert Hotline, 1-800-428-1570. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful. It holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who do we have on the phone? Now we got Dave Albee, who was a, a longtime sports columnist here in the North Bay, just north of San Francisco in Marin County, with the Independent Journal for, I believe it was close to 30 years, maybe not quite that long, but close to it, and now has made the transition um, to working for a college, Dominican University, a very fine uh, private school here in Marin County. He's the assistant director of communications and media relations. And Dave, I got to ask you the question for our listeners. You know, they're saying, why would he get out of uh, sports journalism to do this? It wasn't something you chose, was it? <laughs> well, well, first of all, Bruce, it wasn't. It wasn't thirty years, but it felt like thirty years. It was actually twenty. It was actually twenty-three years. Twenty-three years. And, um, the choice of, of getting out of, uh, of, you know, I had been in the newspaper industry for 35 years from Maine. I, went, I worked for newspapers from Maine to Colorado, 
Illinois to here in Marin, and had been in the business for 35 years, and I became sort of a casualty, the classic casualty of the the, the dwindling uh, newspaper business, and uh, uh, was one day called in the office and said, uh, we don't need you anymore. And that's how, it, how I sort of uh, get out of that business, and how I get into this business is a interesting story, because I was only out of work for about two weeks and got a call from Dominican University, and that time they were hiring a new athletic director, uh, Terry Toomey, at uh, Dominican, and they wanted to put on a, a big news conference, press conference, and, and do a big splash and asked me if I would come and be a media consultant for them on the press conference and uh, contacted people like yourself and other reporters I'd worked with, and, and they were generous with their time and, and understood the situation. And we had a real great turnout uh, for the press conference, and they called me back and said, listen, we'd like to have you um, introduce uh, Terry to all the sports people you know in important sports people you know in Marin County mm-hmm. since you'll be here and uh, I spent a couple of weeks with Terry and the next thing I know they said well they called me in and said would you like to have a you know full-time job here and mm. well I had nothing else going so <laughs> well that, that's not bad it was a great opportunity I'm yeah. internally grateful to Dominican University for giving me this opportunity and, yeah. and making the transition yeah actually we have something in common because back in 1985 I approached Dominican University and I was the uh, person who kind of started off teaching the income tax department I don't know if really? they still have it but uh, right? yeah yeah it was really fun I, um, uh, Brad Van Alsten is he still there he's still there he's, he's, still, he's the chair guy. of the communications department communications oh. and media Studies department. Good guy. Yes, good, very good, good guy. guy. Yeah, that's a great story. And Dave, as we mentioned, you started uh, working in Maine, but you grew up in. I New grew Ang- up in Maine. Yes, you grew up in Maine. So obviously, Maine is is an outlier area from from Boston. But people in Maine, you know, really tie themselves emotionally to the Boston Red Sox. What did it mean? I know you're far removed from from Boston. But what did it mean for the Red Sox to win in 04 and 07 and 13 after all these many, many years? You know, people had been born and died. Families had, you know, two two generations of families had lived by the time the, the Red Sox finally won it all. Well, the, the whole thing that changed it was 1967. That was the yep. impossible dream team, and that was a team that had the 101 odds and won the pennant, went to the World Series and lost in seven games to the Cardinals. That was the season that changed everything for for the Red Sox and their fans. I mean, all of a sudden, beginning with 67, the expectations have been incredibly high ever since. And I just can remember, and I think Peter Gammons has told this story, but it was very true. I live in a small town in Maine, and you could literally walk downtown and go by and hear the game from house to house because everybody was sort of sitting out on their porch with a game on, and you could actually follow the game as you walked down the street downtown. (laughs) I think so. That, that's the, sort of the craze that came about it. I mean, everybody was just sort of enamored with the team in '67, and it's been that way ever since. And and obviously, being a lifelong Red Sox fan, uh, had to wait a long time for the the championship to ha- to, to happen. Well, the, thing, the thing that was great was in in '04 the way it happened. You know, the way it happened beating the yeah, Yankees. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't they could have lost that World Series, and I still would have been happy. Just the fact that they, they finally <laughs> got up on the, on the Yankees because that was the evil empire and the team that was always in the way and. And how that happened was incredible, and, and uh, um, you know, Ford is ESPN is still chronicling it on uh, four days <laughs> October. So, yeah. and, I, and I get choked up and teared up every time I watch that. Sure. Oh yeah, I mean they're down three games to nothing. I think the fourth game was in New York, wasn't it? And the Red, and the Red Sox pulled it out. And that, and that was, was the first time it had ever happened. The fourth, the, the, the final two games yes. were in New York in Yankee Stadium, and they wow. blew them out in the okay. last game. That was. Okay. Uh, it's just a, it's just a, just a, you know, a, a great moment, and uh, you know, they had everything go their way that 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 series uh, when everything had gone not gone their way in previous World Series. So. I got a, I got a quick story to tell you relating to this, and this is going back to 1986. 
I was with a buddy of mine. I worked in New York in 81, and he was a diehard Mets fan. And we're up uh, hiking in Mount Washington in, in, in New Hampshire. I uh, went back east uh, to visit my buddy. And we're watching the sixth game of the 1986 World Series in the hotel room. as we're gonna get, We just had a bite to eat. We'd done our hike earlier in the day. We're watching this incredible game. And, of course, that's the game where Mookie Wilson and – uh, Buckner. You know, Buckner and all that happened, and the, and the Red Sox blew it in the ninth inning, and the next day, they, two days later, they lost it. But I re- I'll never forget, in the next room, there were four or five Red Sox fans, apparently, and when uh, the ball went through Buckner's legs, I heard all these anguished <laughs> screams and smashing of furniture, and the manager came in and kicked these guys out, and I, I, I walked outside and looked inside this room next to ours, and it looked as if a tornado had hit it. <laughs> I mean, these fans were really upset. So you, you realize how important it is, uh, baseball, for people who like baseball in New England. Well, my, uh, my, well especially. Is I, was in, I was in Milwaukee during Game 6 of the uh, 86 World Series, and I was covering the, the 49ers were playing the Packers at County Stadium. That's when the Packers used to play two games a year at uh, Milwaukee County Stadium. So I was back there. In fact, the quarterback that day for the 49ers was Mike Morosky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Both uh, Montana was hurt, and this is before Steve Young, and the backup was Jeff Kent, and he was hurt. So Mike Morosky got the start. He was one of the guys who threw a touchdown pass to Jerry Rice in his career. Anyways, <laughs> at, after the game, or the night before, I'm in a place called the Safe House in Milwaukee. It's this sort of odd, quirky bar, and, and I'm watching the game, and I'm sort of by myself. You know, no friends or something. Just happened to go in so I could see the, the game. And my premonition on that thing before the Buckner thing was the agony of seeing John McNamara coming out of the bullpen and tapping his right arm to call in Bob Stanley from the bullpen. <laughs> and people will forget it was it was the tying run. The winning run yeah. came in on Buckner's era, but the tying run was basically a a wild pitch slash yeah. pass ball with with Rich Gedman. That allowed the tying run in. That was the that was the one that people forget about. Just like everyone forgets about the Bernie Carbo three run home run in Game um, Six of the seventy five World Series when Fisk won it with the game winner. Mm. Yeah, there's so many little twists and turns. That's the, the the great thing about baseball, and and you know that's the fun part. I think Dave understands, and I do too, from having been around sports for so long. When you're at the games and you get to see this history, and it's you know you have all these memories, and it you can't put a a dollar figure or any kind of a uh, an ego thing on that because it's all you know just for well, fun. Well, and also the the whole Steve Bartman thing. Everyone thinks about Bartman, and they all forget about all the errors that happened beforehand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Kind what, of crazy. Uh, you know, Dave, we were talking about you know covering uh, the Forty ers in the nineteen eighties. You were there, I was there, and and we were there for almost all of the big games. And you went on the road a lot, and I went, luckily, to a couple of Super Bowls. How would you describe that team? You know, it's always comparisons are always difficult to make and sometimes unfair to make. I think somebody once used the term "comparison is the thief of joy." But, yeah. uh, I have to agree <laughs> with that because it's just it's unfortunate. But what, you know, that team to me from 1981 to 1998, every single year they were competitive, with the exception yeah. of one year. I mean, how did they keep that up for so long? Well, I think it, obviously you had great coaching. Um, you had a great, a great quarterbacks, you know, a succession of great quarterbacks. But it also goes down to the great owner. And I'm glad Eddie DeBartolo got, got inducted to the Hall of Fame this year because he sort of set the tone there. I mean, he, he created a family atmosphere. The rules were different then, so they could, they could uh, get the players they wanted to get. They could, they could bring in great players, the tail end of the career, twilight to the career, and, and get mileage out of them. And it just, just the atmosphere he created and how much Eddie wanted to win. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the sort of, sort of thing that stand, stands out, and I think that that competitiveness 
from the owner to the coach to the entire team was passed down. And, uh, you know, they were a tremendous road team then, too. They won on the road all the time and, and were in hostile environments. And, and, and that's, that's a mark of a championship team when you can win in a road and, and the chips are down all the time. And, uh, again, you get, you get lucky with the quarterbacks, but you also get lucky with them. You know, with the general manager and, and the drafting of players, John McVay was a, 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 an incredible um, uh, point of stability for that organization. Hey, Dave, stay with us. We have to cut to a quick break, sure. okay? All right. So here, and if you know the answer to this, don't answer it now. We'll let you answer when we come back from break. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's our first question. One time I, someone made a mistake on it. Okay, here's our first question. What quarterback threw 70 passes in a sev- single game? 70 wow. passes. Yeah. In an NFL game. In an NFL game. Wow. All right, so uh, email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to that question. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure 
foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Here was our first trivia question. What quarterback threw for 70 passes in a single game? I'm going to let Dave take a, a stab at that one because I, I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. I, I, like I said, it seems, it seems like someone, someone like a Sam Bradford did that. Okay, this would have been in the 1990s. In the 1990s. Mm. Give you the exact date, 19, or the exact year, 1994. 1994. Wow. Pretty well-known quarterback? Yeah. Um, yeah. How, what kind, how many completions out of 70? Uh, I don't have the answer to that. Uh, uh, one. I'm, no. no, no. <laughs> I, I'm guessing probably 40. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe, oh, I should have known that. The predecessor mm-hmm. to uh, to Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Dave Alby, you worked for many years for the Marin IJ, which is uh, you know fairly small paper. And when Bruce had mentioned about the fact that you know you'd been on the road a lot, I'm thinking, how does a small paper like that afford <laughs> to pay to have you fly around the country? Here's a story you want to hear. At that time, before I came to the IJ, I was working for the Rockville, Illinois Register Star, and that was a member of the Gannett Newspaper Group. Which included, the, which was led by the the, the mothership uh, USA Today, and Gannett wanted to uh, start a Sunday newspaper at the IHA in Marin. This was in 1986. Wanted to start a Sunday, so it was a Sunday launch team. So they basically brought an all-star team of people from Gannett out to California to do it. And I was sort of selected to be the sports columnist. And they were it was a high-profile project, so Gannett was throwing a lot of money into this project. So I come out here, and I'm working for paper at that time was probably about 30,000 circulation, and I'm traveling with the 49ers, I'm traveling with the Giants, I'm traveling with the A's, I'm traveling with Cal and Stanford football and basketball, going everywhere, and they're spending all kinds of money. So it was sort of a big project, and I happened to come on, and we were sending my stories were not only appearing in the IJ, but they were sending that news service, and also USA Today occasionally would pick up my byline and run a story, especially when the Sharks get in the playoffs oh, uh, yeah. for the first time. Uh, so that was sort of the way it came about, and then eventually the, the money dried out, and, and uh, Gannett sold the, the paper, and uh, that was sort of the, 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 the grease that, for the wheels of, of my departure, I suppose. Okay, so that that's really how it worked, is the fact that there was a big mothership basically covered the Yeah, they, were, they wound up being, I think Gannett was paying all of our expenses to begin, and then it wound up being sort of half IJ, half uh, uh, Gannett, and then, uh, you know, eventually the IJ merged with the Oakland Tribune, the San Jose Mercury News, and oh, yeah. the, the Alameda Newspaper Group, I think it's called the Bay Area News Group yeah, now. Yeah. Uh-huh. And once that happened, they're going to send their people as opposed to sending the guy from the smaller newspaper. Mm. Gotcha. Hey, I got a just offhand. Do you know Andrew Small? Yes, I do. Yeah, he, Andy and I worked together. Andy was covering when I first came in '86. Andy was the Forty uh, Niners beat writer. Yeah, he, Andy and I were very, very good friends when we were growing up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's just one of those strange things. I was thinking, oh, that's right. Andy used to write sports for the. Yeah, Andy, uh, yeah. Andy was when I when I first came out. Andy was the Forty ers beat writer. Wow. Another another name from the past, uh, Jerry Goff, the father yeah. of Jared Goff. Now, for you NFL fans, Jared Goff, the top draft pick of the LA Rams, hasn't played as we speak. But his dad was a you know a fair major league player for about eight seasons with I believe Toronto and Texas catcher. Grew up here in Marin County in San Rafael. And I guess tell us the story about you did some kind of a feature on him and actually met Jared Goff, the, the young, uh, the son of yeah. Jerry. A couple, a couple stories I'll tell you about. This is what uh, Jerry was starting out. Uh, I caught him in the off season at that time. He was living in a house in uh, in San Rafael, and I went over to visit him, do a, like an off season story on him before he went to spring training. 
and this is after they had their first child, uh, Jared. So I, I guess I could say I was the first one to ever lay eyes on Jared, or, or among the media anyways, because I was interviewing Jerry, and Jared was then just learning to walk, and I remember him walking down into the, the living room when, while I was conducting the air interview with with, uh, with the uh, father, with and, he, and he probably still could throw 30 yards, couldn't he? <laughs> he didn't throw anything at me. He might throw a tantrum, maybe. I'd Take, takes the binky and throws it across the yard. Go ahead. But I, 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 I've, never spoken, I've never spoken to Jared. I've talked, I think I've talked to Jerry several times since then, but I've never spoken to Jared. And obviously when Jared's career at Marin Catholic and then on the Cal started, I was no longer in the business, the IJ, and I sort of regret that because that's something I would have followed all the way through. Because uh, sure. I, I think my, one of my joys of working at the IJ was being able to follow – Marin uh, athletes, yeah. uh, you know, from from their roots here, and you know, I, I got to know Steve Lavin really well. I got to know Pete, Pete Carroll very well, um, you know, and I really enjoyed the, the time I got to, to to spend with them and, and do stories on them. Uh, my my best, my favorite uh, Jerry Goff story. In fact, I told uh, Jared Bell the story before uh, uh, the draft uh, this year. Uh, Jerry was a was a like. Bruce mentioned Jerry was uh, a, a, a catcher. I think he played for like three organizations. He was drafted Pittsburgh. through the through the Expos, but he was playing for he played for the Pirates. Yeah. Uh, he played when I last talked to him, he was a catcher for the Astros, hmm. and he owns a dubious record, Major League record. I don't know if you knew that yes, or not. I know about that. Yeah, now, tell most, us though. Most pass balls in a game. Six. Oh, how many? Six. Six and one. Six who was, who was the pitcher? Yeah. Was it one pitcher was throwing all those? It, no, it wasn't one pitcher, but none of them were knuckleballers. Oh. Uh, the game he did this. He was playing. He was playing for the Astros in uh, Olympic Stadium in Montreal, and he had the, the. It was like a. I can't remember the day of the week. It was like a Sunday. He had to set the record on a Sunday. I believe it was a Sunday in uh, six pass balls, and again, none of them were. He just had one of those bad days, and none of the pitchers were knuckleballers, so we really had no excuse for it. Just a bad day. So they went to uh, Chicago after that in a road trip, and uh, I caught up with him on the phone, I think, on Tuesday uh, before the game. He had gone out Monday night, and some friends of his from San Rafael High School had flown in for the game in Chicago to spend some time with him, and they went out, I think they went on to, uh, oh, what's up, uh, they went out to a nightclub that night, something, and the friends were with him, and, and Jerry just wanted to forget about the previous day and just trying to erase the memory of the whole, you know, major league record, pass balls and stuff like that. So he's with a friend and they go into a restroom in this bar and they're standing at in front of the urinals and you know in in places like that, sports bars, they put the, the daily newspaper in front of the thing. <laughs> oh man. So this guy, the friend of Jerry's comes up and they're sitting, they're, you know, side by side in the urinals in the Friend turns to Jerry and he goes, "Don't look up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look up." And of course, Jerry yeah. looks up and he looks right in the headlines. These are the Sun Time and the Chicago Tribune uh, saying Goff's gas lead to, uh, you know, exposed victory or something like oh, that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that reminds me. I was just looking in the IJ yesterday and reading about uh, it was the 30 year anniversary of Bob Brenly. Oh, Do you remember that? Bob Brenly's, yeah. Yep. Now, for those that don't know, this is uh, this is an amazing story. Can you yes. tell us the story, Dave? No, I'll let you tell the story because I wasn't there that day. Okay. Well, basically what happened was Bob Brenly uh, was playing third base, I believe, that yeah. day. Uh-huh. Yes. And yeah. he committed four errors, and I yeah. think three in of one, them. In one inning. Well, he, yeah. All and, of them. And, and the team was losing late in the game. Yeah. He had a couple of base hits. He had a home run. 
Then late in the game, he gets another home run. And lo and behold, late in the game, the score is tied. He hits the game-winning home yeah. run. Yeah. So you talk about a guy who lived both sides of the uh, – It's a classic goat-to-hero story. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what fans are hoping out here for, as we speak. The Giants had the best record in the first half. Yeah. They've had the worst record in the second half. It's been the strangest baseball season I can ever remember. Well, in reading the, reading the story yesterday, I had to crack up. I, I was literally at the gym reading the paper while I'm riding the exercise bike, and I just – breakout laughing because i didn't know this part of it but uh, when mike lacoste was taken out of the game and he goes well, why don't you take him out of the game yeah. pointing to brenley right and, <laughs> that sounds like mike lacoste and, and, and brenley points to uh points to roger craig and he goes he goes it's not my fault it's his fault for putting me in here yeah that's right <laughs> that's so buffy yeah that's buffy and that's and, it, and for those that don't know bob brenley there well bob brenley not only was a fine uh, ball player for several years, but he managed a team to a World Series championship yeah. in Arizona and then became in between before and after was a broadcaster. So you talk about a guy who it's kind of like Dave Albee here, our guest uh, who's been a, a, sports col- a sports columnist. And now tell us a little bit about your job, though, because the transition from going from being a sports columnist to working in media relations, you're kind of on the up- opposite side of the of the wall, so to speak. I'm on the dark side now. <laughs> yeah, it's not a promotion, huh? <laughs> Instead of looking for news, I'm trying to, to keep news, uh, you know, I, I control the news more. Or, than or create that. it, maybe, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. It. No, it's a different, it's it, a lot of the skill set I had uh, as a reporter is applied to this. I'm still people persons. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm given the opportunity to do profiles. And the, one of the best parts of my job, favorite parts of my job, is when I have student students and student athletes come into my office and do little profiles on them. So I get a chance to talk to them and see how excited they are about the university, you know. And I've got two children about the same age, and uh, it's just great to hear the excitement these 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 students have, these young young men and young women have, and and what their dreams are, and and how Dominican is helping them achieve that dream. And it, that's that's our favorite part of my job. I, I you know, and, and and fortunately I I get an opportunity to still do some writing. It's not the creative writing that I was used to at the IJ, but it's still nevertheless it's an opportunity to. to to have a, a relationship with somebody, establish a relationship with somebody, have an interview with them, and just really enjoy the company and, and the conversation. Well, and, well you know, yeah. you know, what's really fun is uh, Stuart Horn had gotten us set up yeah. uh, to do the biz our business. I, I, have a, I also have a uh, radio show that does uh, strictly business, and we were recording at Dominican University yeah. uh, for uh, just a semester. And uh, a guy named Hunter Hornstein was uh, yeah, the, oh, the, the, yeah, the, uh, good Hunter, guy, yeah, he's a very nice guy. He was, yeah. he was a good uh, good intern. Yeah. And then uh, basically, then they expanded to start doing the Pacifics, and that's when I had to set up everything in my office. Interesting that you mentioned that because I worked with Stuart Horn, and we did the Pacifics on internet radio for a year, and that was one of the most enjoyable jobs I ever had uh, working here in San Rafael, just doing all the home games. And Dave knows about that, although he was by that time out of working as a writer, but he's been, you know, kind of. Stuart Horn is now my uh, is my son's public. Speaking teacher instructor. Really? Oh, very good. Wow. Yeah. Good guy. Okay, hey guys, so we're going to cut to our second commercial break here. This one's a little easier. What 1990 championship sporting event attracted a TV audience of over a billion people? Whoa. All right? Okay. And it was not the curling championships in the main. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the first email with the correct answer is going to win that free three-day, two-night stay at the Lighthouse Resort. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question. What 1990? You can see we're all old here. Uh, these questions are what 25 plus years 26 old. 26 years old, yeah. <laughs> what, 1990 <laughs> was 26 years ago. I know. Can you can you imagine oh that? Oh my gosh! I, I was even old back then. <laughs> what 1990 championship sporting event attracted a TV audience of over a billion people? Wow. 
You know, in fact, people, my kids tease me that I'm so old that when I was in uh, uh, high school, history was only a 15-minute class because there wasn't too much history before <laughs> I was born. All right, stay with us. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. This is Carrie Cooper for Guitar Center's Focus on Rock. Shop for the greatest selection of music gear on earth at guitarcenter.com. There's always a sprinkle of mystery and magic when we consider the man, woman, girl, or boy behind a song. Join me over at focusonrock.com, where we look at the girl behind the inspiration for Harry Chapin's 1972 hit, Taxi. Who was Sue in the taxi? How did they meet? And why did she inspire such beautiful creativity in the late, great Harry Chapin? Whether you're creating new music, recording, or performing live, Guitar Center has the gear you need to bring out your best. And going on now, you can save up to 30% on select gear during our singer-songwriter event. Get a Martin X-Series acoustic electric guitar for just $5.99, a Latin percussion cajon for $79, or a pair of AKG K52 headphones for just $29. Don't miss your chance to save on everything you need to write, record, and perform. Guitar Center's singer-songwriter event is going on now, in-store and online. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com, your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent. So email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. We asked an easy trivia question before the break. What 1990 championship sporting event attracted a TV audience of over a billion people? 
Dave, you want to take a stab at that one? I'm, I'm guessing well, it had to be. Yeah. It had to be a World Cup. It was the World yeah, Cup. I don't know. I, I don't have who was in it. I just oh. know it was the World okay. Cup. Okay, <laughs> World Cup. Well, it had to be. You know, Dave was speculating maybe England and Brazil. That's that sounds like a good matchup, or you know, who knows? Yeah, we'll have to go back. Ninety was a Pele was a uh, Pele was a star soccer player, so it might have been. A, it must have been Brazil and somebody. Yeah, I hear Pele is is he's doing okay, but he had a some kind of an operation, and he was sort of on the sidelines there for a while. That was. It was right before the Olympics. I'm not sure how much he was involved with the Brazilian Olympics. Yeah, he wasn't playing. He wasn't playing well, he was in 1990. Gonna, he was in like the, the torch. He was the torchbearer yeah. uh, for the final torch he, opening ceremony. Yeah, he, I don't know if he was playing in 1990. He could have yeah, probably. Yeah. He was playing. I when I worked in New York in 1981, he was playing for the New York Cosmos, and yeah. he was an older player, but he was still darn good. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw him play in '68 for his Santos of Brazil team in an exhibition wow. game up here, and that was a lot of fun. And that packed the Oakland Col- the Oakland Coliseum that night. Had uh, forty five thousand for that game. The Giants were playing across the bay, and they had like half that many people. So, <laughs> but you know, we talked football earlier and about how you covered the Forty ers and I was lucky to do that back in the eighties as well. A lot of a lot of good times watching some great teams. Um, I know you grew up in New England. You're not a big Patriots fan, but what the Patriots have done since two thousand one is just startling to me in this day of an age of parity, where teams it seems like every other year there's a new team on top. And yet the Patriots have always been right there, and they've won, what, four championships? What's the, uh, what's the secret to that long-term success, Dave? Um, well, Belichick would be the, the beginning of it, I <laughs> right. believe. One thing else. Get, again, it goes, I think it goes to ownership. Kraft uh, took over the team and got the don't, coach he wanted eventually. And Don't forget about deflated footballs either. Uh, That's also a team. It's amazing the Patriots are sort of the villain of the NFL right now. Uh, where the Raiders used to be sort of that way when they won a lot, the yeah. Cowboys were that way when they won a lot. You know, when yeah. they came off with America's team, and that was sort of the team that sort of I adopted as a kid. And I explained that the Patriots, when I was growing up, weren't very good. They played at that time at Fenway Park. Their games were at Babe Perilli was the was the quarterback, uh, John Capaletti, Jim Nance. But they were the AFL then when I was growing up, and the AFL was sort of considered the minor league, and the NFL was the, was the big. Yeah, they were the Boston Patriots back then, weren't they? They were the Boston yeah. Patriots back then, and uh, my Jim dad Duncan. then was a big New York Giants fan. I loved Frank Gifford when he was playing for him, but I just couldn't. I couldn't throw myself, and never had thrown myself by any New York, any New York teams. <laughs> well, especially uh, since it's from needed, New Jersey. I needed to find another team, and there was one day I was over at a friend's house, and I was watching a game on TV, and it was this new team. Uh, 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 well, I saw on TV, and the thing I loved about them is they had these neat helmets. They had stars on their helmets. Oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. So that's how I became a Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> In fact, my first uh, favorite player for the Cowboys was Dan Reeves, who then was a, yeah. was a running back who yeah. threw an option pass, came out of Georgia, threw an option pass, and then called the halfback option. And obviously he went on to go coach the uh, Broncos, uh, the, Broncos yeah. and, the, and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, <laughs> But that, but that's how I sort of became a Cowboys fan, and I was a Cowboys fan until Jerry Jones took over the team. Oh yeah, and fired unceremoniously Tom Landry, and yeah. and uh, I think uh, I didn't like the way that went down, and sort of said, you know what, I really don't care about the forty, uh, care about the Cowboys anymore. I don't really I'm like them much. I'm sort of a closet, yeah, uh, a Patriots fan just because. Oh, I like they're coming back, and I've got my own T-shirt, the Patriot Pat. You guys remember the old Patriots? 
Oh yeah, symbol. The symbol of it looked like center, the minute, minute hiking the ball. The I minute man. Yeah. yeah, I love that. The old those old school uniforms. So yeah. I'm a Patriot Pat fan more than anything else. <laughs> Patriots fan. It's interesting though. You mentioned Jerry Jones and, and what a great rivalry they had with the Niners for about four years there. Yeah. But the but they won the Cowboys won three Super Bowls and the Niners only won one. Yeah. And and ever since then the Cowboys have been America's team. They've been the most valuable maybe sports franchise in football. But they're not very good right now. Well, I think that you know, goes to the quarterback situation more than anything else. Yeah. Homo's always hurt. I think that's hurt him more than anything else. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, until recently, anyways, uh, I think Jerry Jones has been a general manager and hasn't made some very good decisions on that. Uh, it seems like he's getting better as a general manager the last three years. I think that well drafting, they've built a tremendous offensive line now, mm. uh, and they've you know I, they probably made a mistake in letting the running back go a couple of years ago, but. Um, those so they've things they got to bring back yeah, Leon Lett. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> Leon uh, Lett. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. I mean, it's just so weird in the NFL. It's it's you never know what team's going to show up each year. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, you know, the, you know, they they for years they were trying to build parity, and that's the what's the that's a big drawing card I think for the for the, for the National Football League. Well, is parity. Well, for the Forty Niners to to shut out. Yeah. The Rams. On opening night this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like, what? <laughs> well, the Rams aren't very good, but still, I mean, that. And whenever you can pitch a shutout, you know, that was the first time in 49er history in 70 years that they won on opening day in, in shutout fashion, which yeah. is, you know, I mean, it's it's against, granted, it's against a, a team that just moved to L.A. and it's not very good, but uh, nobody expected that. Yeah, but just yeah. the fact that they moved to L.A. shouldn't, I mean, there's, if it's the same team, I know you got new players and stuff yeah. like that, but, you know, it's not like they're going from, uh, you know, Nigeria to Alaska. It's not that kind of let's, different. Let's not venue. get too excited about the Niners. If I remember no. last year, they <laughs> yes. up with their, their season opening win was over the Vikings. That's right. Yeah. Adrian Peterson never got how to get the ball, and and look how strong the Vikings were at the end of last year, yeah. and, and where the Forty ers were. Well, and look at who the Forty ers is as this program airs. I'm not sure if it's airing before or after the game on Sunday, but the Forty ers have to play the Carolina Panthers, who are right. going to be really, really upset and looking for a win after getting yeah. you know really I, I hate to say it almost a game stolen from them by the Denver Broncos on yeah, opening day. I, I think I have a little bit more faith in the head coach for the 49ers now than I did the previous head coach. Yeah, Chip Kelly, I think, is, is yeah, a much, much bigger, you know, much much more of an improvement over uh, Jim yeah. Tom Sula. Yeah. You know, i gotta, I got to throw one more thing out there about the, the Patriots. Um, I was working the sidelines with the Raiders as their uh, radio commentator on the sidelines for Greg Papa and Tom Flores, who were upstairs, during that infamous game where Tom Brady – uh, got the, the tuck rule, the, the tuck oh! rule, and it was yeah. in the it was in the snow, and it was a bizarre yeah. game. It felt like it was being played in it played inside a snow globe. No wind, yeah. but the snow was just coming down <laughs> steadily. And and on the way home, our plane got delayed leaving Boston at a for about three hours. So we had to sit on the tarmac and stew for three <sighs> hours. And Al Davis at that time is in his eh, mid seventies, and he still you know got it together upstairs. He is pacing up and down the jetway, muttering to himself. And one time I heard him say. They took it from us in 72, and they did it again with the Franco Harris play, and they did it again. And it is, isn't it yeah. coincidental, 72, the Franco Harris play, started the Steelers' great run because yeah. they started winning championships. That's true. And the tuck rule, that game that gave the Patriots that playoff game, started them on the run. So it's interesting how sports, uh, you know, all these little quirky plays sometimes lead to amazing, amazing runs. So you're calling the Raiders a, star- a dynasty starter. Is that what you're saying? That's, that's well, yeah. I mean, You know what? And yeah. the Seahawks had that against uh, the Packers when they brought in the refs uh-huh. from, you know, these guys. One guy's doing touchdown, another guy's doing interception. Right. Remember that? Oh, and yeah. then I kind of started the uh, Seahawks. Going. Yeah, yeah. That's, Interesting. That's great. Huh. Hey, uh, speaking of the Seahawks, how about Pete Carroll? You had... 
a pretty good um, time getting to know him a little bit. He's from Marin County here. Went to my right. I got to know him really well when yeah. he was defensive coordinator for the 49ers and, and then later on as the head coach at USC. So that was back in the 90s and then more recently. Right, and I, yeah. get, and I get to know his family really well. They lived over uh, uh, in Green Bay and, and, and got to meet them. A nice little story I, I'd like to tell about he did, uh, yeah. This happened, uh, oh, God, this is when he was SC in, in the middle of his heyday there. Uh, I took my son to a practice, and I don't know if you've ever been to a USC practice, but it's really one, fun to watch it. And I sort of did a story on their practice and how they're always moving and stuff like that was being successful. And afterwards, uh, Pete and I walked over to Heritage Hall. My son was with me. I think Drake was then about um, maybe 12 years old. And Drake had always heard me tell Pete Carroll stories, so he was glad to see him and stuff like that. So we're all done with the interview, and he looks over at uh, my son, and he goes, your pop's been good to me. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, it, it, really, cool. I, I meant a lot to me that he would say that to my son, and my son would, would understand that what it meant and that uh, that he really respected uh, the, my ability, I guess, my my. Uh, yeah, you know, Davis, I've always thought that you were fair. You asked good questions without being confrontational. And Pete Carroll, yeah. again, to his credit, I went to high school with him, didn't know him in high school. He was a year ahead of me. Yeah. Interesting story. He and Robin Williams, the famous late comic, were right. in the same class at Redwood High School, believe it or not. In 1969, they graduated. So it's it's amazing how this is such a small world. Yeah. Well, I just... And the Pete Carroll stories I heard, that he used to go up to Stinson Beach and literally draw plays in the sand out of Stinson Beach and, and play football out there. Doesn't surprise me. That sounds yeah. like Pete. Well, the Seahawks, uh, again, they may not be quite as good as they used to be, but they, he's got them playing at a high level, even with uh, beast mode having retired. Marshawn Lynch, the former yeah. Cal star. Is he going to come back? He's well, talked about coming back. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, it, it, it's interesting, uh, the story about Anthony Davis, I guess, the, the 49er lineman who took a year off. Mm-hmm. Then he came back, and he was a very good lineman, took a year off, came back, and now he's lost his job, and he's a backup. And the guy who replaced him did a great job shutting out, uh, keeping Aaron Donald off of, uh, out of the face of Blaine Gabbert the other night. As a matter of fact, Aaron Donald was so frustrated, he shoved one of the 49er players, knocked his helmet off, got kicked out of the game, and then threw his helmet down. So that kind of epitomized the night the Rams were having. Mm-hmm. So uh, That's going to cost them a little bit. Yeah, it's going to cost them a little bit. Well, any other any other good stories you got for us, Dave? Because yeah, I know a couple, we have two minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah. boy, good stories. Uh, uh, gee, how, about a, how about a baseball story? Because you, you covered a lot of Giants. Well, I'll tell you, here's, a, yeah. here's a story I'll tell you. This is involving sure. Steve Lavin. Since it's an election year, I'll, I'll mention this. Steve Lavin, the former uh, college basketball oh, coach. Basketball. He yeah. was at UCLA, the head coach. And then I went down and did a sort of a day in the life of Steve Lavin, except it wound up being like three days. And so <laughs> I was given all access to him uh, for this period of time. In fact, I had he had lunch. It was him, his dad, Cappy, and Pete Newell, um, and Steve. We went to a Chinese restaurant, had lunch, and these guys are telling stories. And then they decided they're drawing up plays on the table, waiting for the food to be delivered at this Chinese restaurant, and they're losing, you know, salt shakers and pepper shakers and all this kind <laughs> of like men on the court type thing and moving it around on the table and things of that nature. Well, that night, <clears throat> Steve had the, you know, before the game, I think they were playing Oregon. Baron Davis was on the team then, and as was Matt Barnes. Mm. And uh, Steve had to go to, like, some sort of a function before the game, probably about a half an hour or an hour before tip-off. And uh, Olympia Dukakis and uh, Michael Dukakis were there. And Steve is in his basketball world, and, and Cap, his dad's with him. So he's going around the room, glad he ain't talking to people. He meets Michael Dukakis and stuff like that. So Steve has to get back. And, cover, and coach the game. So we're walking out of the room where all this happens, and we're going back into the Poly Pavilion, and Steve turns to his dad and goes, 
is that the presidential guy? <laughs> Meaning Michael Dukakis. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Michael Dukakis, of course, ran against George Bush Sr. in 1988. Yeah. I didn't realize he was uh, related to Olympia Dukakis, the very fine uh, actress. Yeah. Uh, brother, sister, older, uh, older. She wasn't a parent, was she, to him? No. I can't remember. No, I think yeah. they're brother Cousin? sister. Yeah, I think they are brother sister. Wow. That's, that's great. Again, a small world. Yeah. Small world. And Steve Lavin, again, Bay Area local guy from Marin County, played on a great team at Drake High School when I got back here in 1982 after getting blown out of a job in New York. Yeah, two-time team state champion. That's right. The, the Drake High Pirates had this amazing team, and uh, Steve Lavin was one of the guys on that team. So this is going back a few yeah, years. I grew up uh, with Buddy Biancolana. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I, I had an opportunity to interview him in Kansas City when he was just after he retired. We got together. I was on a nays road trip, and I got to meet Buddy there. And, and uh, I have not. He's, he's been out here a couple times, and we haven't connected yet, but uh, still keep in touch with him. Good. Yeah, good, he's good, an Arizona. Facebook friend. Another, yeah. re- another Redwood uh, high alum from Larkspur, yeah. like, yeah, like Pete good. Carroll. There you go. Well, Dave, stay with us for just a second. We're just going to cut to our break. We're going to... Bid you farewell. Okay, who? here's our last trivia question. Who won Athlete of the Decade honors for the 1960s? Mm. All right? Email edward at sportsecon101, the answer to that question. All right? And uh, Dave Albee, who is now with Dominican University, previously in, with the Marin IJ. Here in, in uh, Marin County in San Rafael. We're definitely going to have to come visit you or just down the street. Well, if you have, I, I don't know if either one of you gentlemen, I know Bruce, you have. Have you been on campus recently? Uh, it's been a while, but they've done a lot of improvements, it's, I know. It's a beautiful campus. There's a couple of new buildings on campus. They built a new, uh, they got a new athletics complex. It includes a, a new soccer slash lacrosse field. Uh, just last year, they opened up a new softball diamond. Man, those nuns have money. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again, Dave. We're going to uh, cut to our last uh, com- commercial break here and then we'll come back with some closing comments on sports econ 101 Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. 
You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Third trivia question, who won Athlete of the Decade honors for the 1960s? I was going to say Willie Mays or some Olympian or maybe even Muhammad Ali, but I don't think that would be true. No, in fact, I would have thought it would have been someone like Muhammad Ali, yeah. you know, for what he had done. Yeah. But uh, no, it was uh, Arnold Palmer. Uh, Arnold Palmer was one of the best. I mean, one of the greatest. And what a nice guy. And he's still around. Yeah, he's and still he, doing some of these commercials. He's got to be, what, in his late 80s? Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, he's he's in great shape, though. I mean, for a guy his age, he looks old, but his mind is still sharp and he can still move around. I'll bet he can uh, still golf better than his age. I wouldn't be Possibly. surprised. Possibly. That, that, that's, that, that's the theory, right? I well, mean, that's the thing, right? You know, you here, golf your age. Here's the thing. My okay. dad lived to be 93. when he, he had to pretty much stop playing golf at about 89, 90. But he broke his uh, age. He, he broke his, his number several times. So. Did he really? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can break twice my number, I'm he, happy. He was a captain of his college golf team, though, so there you go. There he, was you. A, he was a good golfer. So when he was 25, could he shoot at 25? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I could do that on mini golf yeah. for nine holes. It's funny. I never got into golf, though. I, I enjoyed covering the sport. I've covered some U.S. Open golf, and but I just I never played a whole lot, and I never got into it that much. All right. Well, yeah. with that, we're going to go for our uh, thoughts for the day. Yes. Amateur boxer Joe Flanagan named his two sons Bob and Weave. <laughs> and it's a good Jeez. thing he didn't. He wasn't a golfer. Otherwise, he might have named one of his sons Putts. <laughs> And uh, drivers kill more deer than hunters. And that's why I always hunt with my car instead of a rifle. All right, tune in next. I tell you, we just oh, have man, too you, much fun here. You are having too much fun. Too much yeah, fun. Yeah, I love it. All right, All tune right. in next week to Sports Econ 101. Uh, why? Cool. Because we're going to be giving away more uh, vacations for answering sports trivia questions. And we're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective. And uh, Bruce, we'll welcome you back. Do you have any guests in mind? I'll come up with uh, some interesting people. Uh, you know, maybe not. Oh, some- wait a minute. You know what? David Vogelstein, the attorney. Oh, oh, yeah, he's got some good stuff the last okay. time. We talked about some criminal stuff in sports. Oh, so you won't want to miss that. Okay. All right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's 14 Con 101 next week. Don't touch that dial. Don't touch that dial until next week. Until next week. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. We're going to sign off now. Uh, I'm Edward Brown, your host. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long. Mm-hmm.